Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. As entrepreneurs, business owners, influencers, leaders, moms, wives, and sisters, I think we owe it to ourselves to not be asking more of ourselves than we are willing to invest into ourselves. How many times have you gotten to the end of the day only to realize you have not drunk one ounce of water all day long? Or we stay up way too late finishing that one last project. And let's not talk about how long it's been since you've had a real life vacation. Too many of us are focused on the output of the day and accidentally neglect the input. We do not do it on purpose, though. But if it's our health that we're not making a priority, there is only so long before the output begins to decline. Four main areas of health must be done on purpose, just like everything else in your life that you do on purpose. Today's episode of Honey Hush is all about being kind to yourself for once. I want to give you permission this year to focus on you. It's just like the airlines say, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You will be so much more efficient and effective in all other things that you take on if you are at your most healthy. Before I even begin today to scratch the very surface of today's topic, let me state the obvious. I'm not a life coach. I am not a fitness coach. I'm not a therapist, nor am I a pastor. I think all of those careers are incredible, and they are all vitally necessary in a person's life at various times. I am only and simply bringing attention to four areas of health that I gained additional knowledge in from 2020 and sharing my thoughts with you also share the go-to resources that I purposely and personally use to hopefully make growth for you in these areas come quicker and more quickly. So let's start with number one, emotional health, because from this baseline cornerstone come the other three I'm going to talk about. So emotional health, what is it? It's a person's ability to accept and manage feelings through challenge and change. It's affected and it's influenced by demographic, economic, and situational factors. So think about responding to a situation instead of reacting to a situation. Number one thing in emotional health is personal awareness. You must be aware of the good and the bad that you bring to the table. The space that you take up in this world is incredibly important. And it's needed. Awareness of one's space takes discipline and practice. Number two, connection with others for accountability is super important. We were created for community, not isolation. You're the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So choose wisely. Surround yourself with people who push you to grow and become the very best version of yourself, not people who allow you to wallow in self-pity and and allow you to stay stuck at who you were yesterday. Number three about emotional health is finding purpose and meaning in your everyday life. My friend Bob Goff likes to say, find out what you love to do and then go do a lot of that. Tomorrow may never come, so wake up every day realizing that it's a gift to yourself to accomplish meaning and purpose, but only you can define that. This this one thing may take a little bit longer to flesh out, and that's okay. Meaning and purpose in your everyday life is worth that time. 
Those three quick go-to reminders for emotional health all lead to something called EQ, or emotional intelligence. This is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships with discernment and label them appropriately. This concept came along on the scene in 1964, but it took a skyrocket in 1995 when Daniel Goldman had his book, it's called Emotional Intelligence. Very novel (laughs) title to a book, but you can look it up, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman. In our family, we use regular appointments with a licensed therapist to keep us on the uphill climb towards emotional intelligence. Now, that does not mean that we are, any of us, are emotional deficit or that we have all of our emotional EQ things figured out. Even healthy people need licensed therapists in their lives from time to time. But each person in our household at different times needs an objective lens to look into our situation so that we can continue to respond to life and not just react to it. My son has a weekly standing appointment with someone whose main objective with him right now is to increase emotional intelligence and decrease the negative effects that anxiety has on him. He is naturally bent to be distracted by and jerked around by his anxiety. His impulse control is weaker than it should be at this point in his life. So he meets with a professional that specializes in this behavior, and she has made tremendous strides with him far past what I could ever accomplish on my own with him as his mom. My son is not unhealthy necessarily, but he could be healthier. So we take him to a person that can usher that part along to make him more confident with his personal awareness. Another approach that I personally find very helpful is Enneagram coaching. It's no secret that I hold the topic of Enneagram numbers in high regard, but there's a very good reason for that. The purpose of the Enneagram is to help people figure out their behavior styles and to move to a healthier versions of themselves. We all have motivating factors that are unique to us that help us to interpret the world and manage our emotions. Just this week, I've begun the process of becoming an actual for real Enneagram coach myself. It's a really daunting task that I will, of course, it's going to take a lot of diligent work, but one that I feel will serve so many people. If you do not net, no, if you do not yet know your type, please consider the Enneagram Institute test that only costs $12. You can go to theenneagraminstitute.com. The results come in with so many helpful resources and information to help you navigate not only yourself, but other relationships in your life. If you're not really interested in paying the $12 and you want a free option, you can go to eclecticenergies.com. So the next healthy thing I want to talk about is physical health. And this has to do with the functioning of our physical bodies. No one has to tell you when something in your physical body is not functioning at its ideal capacity. You know when your back hurts or when you're thirsty. A simple glass of water might actually fix both of those issues. But do you know your body's ideal weight for your height based upon your mass body mass index? Do you know your resting heart rate and your blood pressure? What about your body's unique set of blood work stats? Once you have that knowledge, do you know how to maintain that ideal physical space? I highly recommend that you look at your health insurance and see if an annual wellness visit is not part of what you already pay for anyway with your health insurance. Too many of us work like we can't afford to take a break long enough to go to the doctor's appointment. However, your body will make it a priority for you if you do not make it a priority yourself beforehand. Hmm, ask me how I know. (laughs) Our bodies are very smart and require maintenance. Just like a car can only go about 6,000 miles on a single oil change, Your body has a limit too. 
The physical abuse we're all guilty of eventually catches up to us at some point. So please, let me encourage you, just do the most basic things, if nothing else, which would include exercising three times a week. And by exercise, I mean get your heart rate up for 30 minutes, three times a week. Be conscious of your nutrient and caloric intake and drink more water than anything else throughout the day. 100 ounces is considered adequate, according to the Mayo Clinic. A multivitamin with an emphasis on all the B vitamins has been a game changer for me as well. My friend, Nate Dallas, actually has a book on this overall concept. His book is called Too Good to Feel This Bad. It is not just like, it's not a health guru type book, but it's more of a navigating a best life approach to seeing your physical body as a vehicle that will take you to where you want to go in life. So look up that book. You are too good to feel this bad. Another area of health that's sometimes neglected until it's a little bit too late is our mental health. Mental health is defined as a state of well-being in which a person realizes his or her own potential, that they can cope with the normal stresses of life, that they can work productively and fruitfully, and they are able to make a contribution to his or her community. Okay, wow, just that definition alone, that's sort of heavy, mentally heavy. I mean, it sounds incredible and something that I want to attain. And the very first thing thing that I think about is needing a plan, a plan for mental health, a plan for a state of well-being where a person, myself, I'm going to think about, can reach my own potential. An organized plan that puts the important things at the top and does not allow the urgent things to rob me of my progress. I personally like to use a paper planner where I write things down and can see the entire plan in front of me. Some of you like to use a digital source like your phone or an app or maybe your computer. Whatever your preferred method is, make a plan on purpose. Get your thoughts and your efforts organized. Do not overschedule yourself or agree to things that do not serve your overall purpose. The paper planner that I recommend that I use is called the Focus Planner. It's a minimalistic way to keep track of your life and your business. Simple is the name of the game here. And great news. <laughs> um, the Focus Planner actually has a code right now. Use code 2021 to get 21% off of your next purchase. However, if you need to banish distractions, tame your to-do list, and achieve really big goals, I highly suggest the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. So many incredible resources found within that option for those of you who want or need a strategy for personal and business growth. You can follow both Michael Hyatt and his daughter, Megan Hyatt Miller, on Instagram for daily strategies to keep your mind sharp and focused. So moving on to the very last definition of the day, spiritual health. This one is a little bit harder for me to wrap my head around and give a general explanation. It's the last part that I cannot that really just can't be defined by either the mind or body. It's it's that last part that's not included in the mind or body. Maybe it's your coping mechanism or where you find comfort. For me, it's where I feel complete and it's where I find my inner strength. It's both where I start and where I end, my internal compass. I don't pretend that everybody listening right now subscribes to the same spiritual disciplines that I have or that we will all universally hold hands on one definition of spiritual health. But since I'm the one currently sharing ideas, I'm going to share with you what has worked for me the last 27 years of my life and has proven to be my most favorite way to increase my spiritual health. I am a serial sinner human. I'm following after the teaching, the teachings of Jesus Christ, and I'm dependent on the redemptive mercies of his death found recorded in the Holy Bible. 
I literally depend every moment of every day on the presence of his spirit in my life. In fact, my daughter and I were just talking about the kind of people we would be without Christ as the example to follow. And we both just kind of stood there with our jaws dropped, not really wanting to complete that sentence. Let's just say it would not be pretty for either of us. My favorite Bible study is the She Reads Truth Bible, or I guess it's not a Bible study. It's a study Bible, and it's by a company called She Reads Truth. She Reads Truth is actually a Bible study series that's a worldwide community of women. So please follow them on social media as well. And as of 2015, they have the same thing for men and now one for kids. The Bible itself is meant to be read and understood, not just be a decoration on your nightstand. And it is really relevant right now in this very moment of time. The She Reads Truth Bible takes even the most complicated spiritual concept and shows you the nuts and bolts of how to apply it in your everyday life. I also encourage you to find a group of people to do life with and have spiritual conversations with. We are mind, body, and spirit. The spiritual side of us is just as present as the nose on your face and will show signs of neglect just like if we neglect to eat, drink, or exercise. Please do not mistake my sharing on these topics today as me saying I have mastered any of them. 2020 was just a very good teacher as to the importance of being healthy in mind, body, emotions, and spirit. We are only halfway through January at this point with plenty of time to shift our focus to making 2021 a year that we direct. Sure, life is going to happen and things are going to occur outside of our control. But when you take care of what you are responsible for, you are equipped to withstand the things you cannot control with greater strength and resolve. With a healthy mind, a healthy body, healthy emotions, and a healthy spirit, I have no doubt that you will be more confident and effective leader in whatever situation you find yourself in with work, home, or personally. And guess what? My friend Nate Dallas is being kind enough to offer a free audible download of his book, You Are Too Good to Feel This Bad, to the first five people that share a screenshot of today's episode and tag Honey Hush Hive on social media. It's a book that has really transformed my way of thinking about holistic health, and I cannot wait for you to jump on the bandwagon with me. So until next time, girls, keep the honey flowing.